Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Val Cisco, dropping some knowledge about Anchor. Guys, have you ever wanted to record your own podcast? Don't you want millions and millions of people to listen to what you have to say, whether it's about Zeus, whether it's about sports, whether it's about everything that's going on in the world of quarantine? Guys, what are you waiting for? Download Anchor. Anchor basically is a one-stop shop for all your podcast needs. It has creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Number two, it's free. Guys, it's free. There's not a lot of freebies out there, so grab this. And of course, Anchor will distribute your podcast so you can be heard from different places like Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and many, many, many more. You can make money off your podcast too with minimum listenership. So right there, guys, like, listen, this is a no-brainer. Download Anchor. It's pretty fantastic. I love it. Hell, thank you, Anchor, for giving me the platform to speak about all the random things that I do. Uh, it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So please, once again, download Anchor. You can download it off the Apple Play Store, the, the Google Store. I don't know if you guys have Blackberries out there still. Uh whatever is out there download it it's freaking phenomenal you guys won't regret it take care ciao turn it up this is an exclusive exclusive Welcome everybody to another special edition of Side Conversations, brought to you by Side Show Conversations. It's your host, Mr. Qui-Gon Jin himself, Val, and with me is my guest, the Phantom Menace, and of all the trilogies, it is your boy Jay Rance. How you doing, Jay? I'm good. I'm chilling, man. I, I kind of figured, I was like, if he knows me, he better get, he better know who to call me. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to put you in Darth Maul, but you know what? You're so epic that you just can't be one character that's gets I cut in half. Phantom Menace. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm good, man. I'm excited. I'm excited yeah. too, man, because this is something that we need to do. We need to talk about this movie. I yeah. know uh, earlier this weekend, I gave a spoiler-free podcast about... Star Wars The Last Jedi, but today we're going deep and dirty into it, player. Mm, just how I like it, deep and dirty. <laughs> <laughs> you can edit that out if you want. No, but... we're keeping that in. <laughs> no, but yeah, definitely, man. It was like, um, it had to happen because also, you know, I mean, by this, at this stage of the game, if you haven't seen it, then you're just not going to see it right now. You get what I'm saying? Pretty or, much. Or it's already been spoiled for you, or you're just slacking. So, <laughs> and my fault for cutting you off. That's why I kind of called you earlier because you know I wanted to like geek out and talk about it and stuff like that. So the podcast is you know a great, great, great way to share the ideas. Also, definitely. everybody listen. Definitely, definitely. I'm gonna throw this out to you. Okay, mm-hmm. tell me how you feel about this because this is gonna be mm-hmm. this is gonna be the tone of what this yeah. movie is right here. Currently on Rotten Tomatoes, the movie stands at a 92 percent rating from non Rotten Tomatoes as fresh. But 
the audience score, which is the people who went in, reviewed it, rated it, saw it, gave their opinions, is at a whopping 54%. Well, I mean, I, like, I, like I told you earlier, I'm going to try to be as nice as possible. And I am one that respects opinions. I am one that, hey, everybody's entitled to their own opinion. You're entitled to your own thoughts, your, your own way of thinking, whatever. That's you. That makes you you. Variety makes the world go round. That's the spice of life. But Honestly, I would have to sit here and tell those people why. Why in on God's green earth do you think this movie is garbage? Because I saw this movie, and um, you know me. I'm a Star Wars fan, but by no any way, shape, or form am I a geek, geek, geek in the Star Wars universe. You get what I'm saying? Right. I enjoy the movies for what they are. I, I love them. I like them. I watch them. We watch them, whatever. But if you could sit here and say that this movie was not good or that you hate it, or that it was garbage, like people have been saying and stating all over social media and stuff like that. There's just something wrong with you. Either you do not appreciate difference, you just like being stuck in your comfort zone, or you just um, have no type of sensory emotion spectrum in your body to say that this movie's garbage. I don't know, man. You know, it's crazy because the movie as it stands right now, top box office... Two hundred and twenty point one million dollars racking in the dough Mm -hmm. so far, and this is basically its first real week in the theaters right now. That much money in its first real week in the theaters, and we're not even counting overseas just yet. So there's legs to grow, and I'm hearing from different spectrums. I'm hearing people say that they are um, alluding this to how Batman versus Superman was, how it was a diverse rating from fan to critics but the money was racking in same thing with justice league just recently mm-hmm. too uh the fans loved it but the critics hated it now we have the reverse the critics adore this movie but the fans seem different um do you feel that there's maybe one or two parts that we could go deep into we'll go yeah. straight into it do you feel because mm-hmm. i know there's a couple of parts but do you feel mm-hmm. in your opinion there's a couple of parts that may stray away a traditional fan I mean, yeah, for the simple fact that one thing that may kind of stray away from a fan, since, like we said, spoilers, you know, I feel what I see, this is just me, I feel that they're kind of straying away from the traditional Star Force in the sense that you see it, they're kind of killing off the original cast. You get what I'm saying? Right. We, we saw it with Han Solo's death. We saw it with Luke Skywalker in this movie, you know, that he kind of just vanishes. I, I, we're assuming that he dies. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That he just died, that... He just lost whatever. I like Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah, exactly. So he dies. Um, we got Leia. You know, maybe it's not the traditional Leia that people um, expect or have seen her in past roles. Which I don't have nothing wrong with this role that she has. But um, I that's my biggest flaw right there. Why I could see the traditional fans to say, "Hey, um, you're you, that they would be turned off because you see that that they're killing off like that original." you know, piece of sentimental value that these original fans had, you know, because you saw it with Han Solo, like I said, and this and that. You see a little flash of Yoda, yeah, you know, that's real sentimental, but I think that's, like, probably one of the biggest things. And a lot of switch-ups of, you know, I mean, I just, if if you want to talk about that later, but a lot of switch-ups with um kind of, like, how Force was portrayed and how it was portrayed in this movie. You get what I'm saying? So maybe those are two options that I could just pick real quick. Do you have any? Oh, that? You said you had like three, right? I have a plethora of them. I mean, yeah. the, the director, Ryan Johnson, he mm-hmm. he's speaking to us in this film. 
You mm-hmm. even hear him in uh, the words of Kylo Ren when he says, let the past die. Kill yeah. it if you have to. Mm-hmm. That speaks volumes to the people that die in this movie. Um, you have the Luke, of course, that uh, toward the end, the Luke Skywalker death, um, a la Obi-Wan yeah. Kenobi disappearing. You yeah. have... Um, of course, Han Solo's. You even have Snoke, someone that J.J. Abrams built up in the last movie as the mm-hmm. new emperor, emperor of this whole galactic federation. And not even maybe halfway into the movie, Snoke dies. Mm-hmm. He dies such a nonchalant death that you just don't even <laughs> catch it. You're just like, that happened? You had to process that for at least a good five minutes. And yeah. you couldn't even do that because it was an excellent lightsaber duel. Not even a lightsaber duel. A battle sequence with two people with lightsaber going to town. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, um, yeah, but but to answer your question, a couple of things that I see that may have turned fans uh. off. The biggest one is a portrayal of Luke because I feel traditional mm-hmm. fans have this this mystique with Luke Skywalker mm-hmm. that he was the ultimate Jedi that never could do no wrong, that he overcame the dark side in, in Empire Strikes Back mm-hmm. and overcame it again in Return of the Jedi. And you see in this movie, he has that one moment of weakness mm-hmm. where he's about to take down Kylo at a young age because he sees the terror and the premonition, but mm-hmm. stops himself. That right there broke every fanboy from the original trilogy's hearts because of the fact that they saw Luke break. And mm-hmm. to be honest, people... If you're looking at this movie, you really can't hold that because, yes, there's an extended universe in the books, in the comics, and different other mediums. But the same token, this is canon. This is portrayed for the first time on the screen where Luke, what Luke's been doing since Return of the Jedi. And his, his ability to try to build the Jedi up again and see it ultimately fail and how he deals with failure. That's Luke's story right there. Mm-hmm. And people don't get that. People think that Luke should have been this incredible Skywalker um, god that just wielded the lightsaber and destroyed the whole Federation, the whole First Order. No, you didn't yeah. get that. That's yeah, one, but go ahead. You got like, yeah, you got like this. Because, I, I mean, I, 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 I just to cut you off real quick, sorry, I agree with you there because, like you said, he had this whole mystique about him. Me, it didn't bother me the fact that he had that weakness of laughs where he was going to try to take out Kylo Ren at a young age. That really didn't did it for me. What did it for me was because, like you said, that he had that mystique where, hey, you're Luke Skywalker, you're this freaking badass, you know. And then what are you doing up here in the mountains, just chilling all bearded up, <laughs> looking like Odin, you know, cutting yourself off from the forest, just wallowing in your own misery type stuff. You get what I'm saying? So that 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 was kind of for me also as well. But yeah, continue though. Um, and I'll I'll go back to Luke and him mm. on Octu and the island, what he represented as well too. We'll we'll cover that. Another yeah. thing that I feel people um couldn't really get around was the fact of seeing Leia wield the Force powers for the first time, and I think maybe people wanted to see her more in a battle type uh, mm. scene, or maybe wield a lightsaber. But at the end of the day. Look at her from she's had like 30 years from Return of the Jedi till now to really learn the force. So, of exactly. course, she probably just did minor things, just meditation and just enough where if she needed to use it, she would. Hell, she's a general in this movie for some reason. That mm-hmm. probably is the reason right there. She as another person that carries the torch of the Skywalker name and lineage. So, of course, she's going to have some kind of power. And yes, 
was a scene a little crazy, almost like Mary Poppins, <laughs> where she gets blasted out of the ship and she's floating in midair. Yes, but I'll tell you this much, and I don't care what anybody says, I almost cried because of the <laughs> fact that I got to see uh, Carrie Fisher, number one, in a giant role like this, and some of her best acting to date, and that scene just that's hit me so hard because she's mm -hmm. passed away and we'll never get a performance like this again. So that scene right there, which is, you know, it, it might rub people off the wrong way, but it was like her ascending into heaven almost. And I yeah. felt it. And I, it was like, if this was a way for her to go, then okay, I understand. But then she gets the force. Um, well, she uses the force. And she floats a la Mary Poppins or Wally straight back into the ship. <laughs> and it was epic. I'm like, ah, you still got one more round. Go for it, girl. <laughs> yeah, no, that 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 was funny. But it, I just to add on to what you said about, you know, it, it, the way they explain the force and stuff like that, you know, these are, you know, these are prominent figures, you know, Luke and Leia, you know, being where they come from, their lineage and stuff. So she's had time, you know, like you said, to develop her force, to develop her power or whatever it is that you want to call it, you know, so if it, this is probably a, a, a new trick out of the bag, you know, that we saw by what she did, you know, getting her jump man just flying, blowing <laughs> over and stuff like that, you know, so, I mean, I don't have a problem with that because if that bothered you, like, the fact that sometimes people pick up, you know, a lightsaber just by pulling their hand out doesn't bother you, it just bothers you that she just flew over, you know? I mean, it, that's just real petty, in my opinion. I just look at it as, hey, this could be a new uh, a thingy to the Force. You get what I'm saying? A yeah. new side to the Force. So, But yeah, continue. No, and that's really the biggest things I could see where people have the biggest problems in this movie. Other than mm -hmm. that, maybe people are confused. You know, this movie asks a lot of questions <laughs> and, yeah. they, and, and they give you answers and you're not ready for those answers because you build is... up so many things. Go ahead. Yeah, sorry for going you off that. That that's probably one of the things you hit the nail on the head because this movie leaves you with so many answers. It leaves you with so many what ifs or what is this? Why? What? What? You know? And nowadays, sometimes it's just gonna get a little political. But sometimes people in society nowadays just like to be told what to do. Hey, they like to just hear stuff. Yeah, hand fed real quick. You know. So the fact that this movie doesn't do that and it's just a roller coaster of emotions, I guess people have a hard time of accepting it. Definitely. And they gave you answers. It just wasn't mm -hmm. the answers you thought. You know, everybody thought that Ray's lineage was going to be a Kenobi or yeah. maybe the granddaughter exactly. of Qui-Gon Jinn somehow or yeah. related to Luke and Ben somehow. No, you know, Kyle straight up said they were nothing. You know, yeah. they were scavengers. <laughs> they sold you and they left. Yeah. He was basically calling them meth heads in a way. Yeah. <laughs> straight up. And then Word. for anybody that doubts that maybe he was lying to her, he tells her, search it. Search it in your feelings. You know it to be true. And yes. she sees it herself. She's, like, she's always knew, known that, that she was not, not casted away, but she was meant for more, but the people that she was waiting for were never going to come back. So mm, she, yeah. And this whole movie is trying to find her place in this whole thing as well, too. So, you know, that right there was so powerful, in my opinion. But it left you kind of just like, really? So what's next? Mm -hmm. I love it because mm -hmm. you get to build a new tradition. Yeah, no, definitely. Because from what you saw until Snoke revealed that he opened up that telepathic connection, yep. you would assume that, you know, maybe they're related somehow down the line. You know, like, wait, why are they seeing each other? But then, you know, after that, that scene, like you said... He says it, you know, search it, feel it, you know, 
they're scumbags. They sold you, you know, you're nothing. Yeah. So, like, may, maybe that was the thing. People were expecting, oh, no, I wanted to be, have them connected or from the Luke heritage or something or Kenobi, you know. So, that was another thing that people were like, oh, okay, that was like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, let's start from the beginning. Uh, we'll kind of just work our way up. We won't go too deep, deep, deep into it, but our favorite moments or just in general weird moments. Like, the the mo- hmm. moment that really kind of set the tone for me in this movie that I was like, it was unsettling because I didn't know how to yeah. react was yeah. the beginning of the movie. You know, we get that whole, um, the title sequence and then we get the space mm-hmm. battle with Poe Dameron, um, going into, um, General Huck's ship and basically challenging him with that black X-wing, making these little yeah. jokes that reminded me of Dr. Strange, you know, uh, where yeah. it was kind of funny, but it wasn't hitting like, uh, uh waiting for to speak to General Holt. Uh, <laughs> Hey, it was hitting with me. I like that cheesiness. Because, <laughs> like you said, uh, he, can you not hear me? Like, you know, he's looking at this dude like, can you not hear me? Hux, excuse me. I messed up. For all the fanboys right there, don't kill me. Hux, General Hux. Yeah, like, can you not hear me? Hux, Hux. And I think he was calling them hugs, too. Yeah. <laughs> he was calling them hugs, which was even funnier. But it just, it didn't hit for me at worst because it was too weird. It was like, it's forced comedy. I'm not sure how I feel about this right now. I, I get what you're saying. That's one thing that I enjoyed about this movie. You know me. I like cheesy. I like stupid as well. I enjoyed that it had that little, not not comedy aspect, but it had its little moments where it was kind of theatrical and it made you laugh. That yeah. right there off the bat made me laugh. Where it was like, you know, um, with the whole, can you not hear me? Like, you know, I like stupid stuff like that. And then we just kept it going. Maybe it just got extended too far. Maybe that's what it was for you. Like, you know, maybe it just went on a little bit too long. But of course, he was doing it to buy some time. But, um... Just, I'm just trying to remember another scene that had me kind of laughing and stuff. Oh, bro, I, the, the, freaking my son Luke Skywalker milking these weird sea creatures and stuff <laughs> like that. You know, you see uh, Ray look away, and I'm like, and then you see look, look like, mm. <laughs> like you know, like so. I don't know. I, I found that kind of cool. Yeah. Oh, I love that. You know what? Uh, we'll we'll spin back. Let's go to Luke, and let's go to the planet mm. Octu where he's at. So so basically, mm. Luke right right here is hiding away in Octu. And basically, um, you would think that he's training or meditating for something big, but when he gets, when Ray gets there, and you get that iconic scene that we left off with in The Force Awakens, she hands him the saber. The first thing he does as well, too, he tosses <laughs> the saber, which again it played with my emotions because that last scene was so powerful in Force Awakens, and you see this, he's like, but what the. What the fuck? <laughs> like, what happened? Yeah, yeah, I, I know that, and that that's that's how I felt about Luke when I first seen him. It's like he was just at a turmoil, I guess, with himself. I don't know what it was. He was just battling some demons, and that kind of you know turned me off at one point. It was kind of funny. I found that humor in that where he just grabs it, and, like chucks it. You know, then she looks down, gets it back a little bit later, and she <laughs> sees the the what is it, the X wing, the X fighter, yeah. or whatever it is in the water. You know, sorry for all those fanboys out there. You know, but um. I found that kind of cool, but it was just like, you know, because even he kind of like cut himself off from the force, you know, so it's like, I found it kind of funky because it's like, like you said, you know, aren't you supposed to be preparing yourself for this grand battle? You're like, you're right now the biggest Jedi that's out there. You get what I'm saying? So like, what's going on? And. It, with that too, you you get comparisons because people were like, "This is the weirdest Star Wars movie," but it has comparisons. Yeah, it's gonna have comparisons. Luke is basically the Yoda character in, in, in Empire mm-hmm. Strikes Back, where he's a little kooky, he's a little hermity, he doesn't want to deal with anything else, but he's willing to train somebody 
um, <laughs> after you kind of bug him enough. And definitely that's how Luke is. You see Luke yeah. is a weird wizard hermit. Basically, you know, <laughs> he's the best freaking spear fisherman I've seen. You know? oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely, bro. He rode that pole to the other side. Like, <laughs> like, like dude, the savage carrying that big old exactly. fish on his back, too. <laughs> the fish, the milking part with that one lick he gives you as well, too. Like, mm, delicious. <laughs> <laughs> you see the milk dribbling down his chin. I'm like, no, I can't with Luke right now, man. I can't. He's just done with life. and mm-hmm. But at the same time, he's still trying to preserve some bit of history you see that in yeah. one of the i guess temple trees that he has you see a lot mm. of books of the old order of the jedi yeah and he still holds them as bibles in a way so again so it's kind of crosses back to religion in a way mm-hmm. where where he looks at this as sacred texts that you're not supposed to touch and at the same token he's finding his own way of explaining the force you know the books really Explain that the Jedi do wield this power and the Sith will wield this power as well, too. But he explains to Rey, too, what do you think the Force is? Oh, you know, um, I, I have power in me and I have a lightsaber yeah. and we control things for our mind. He's like, no, um, you know, it's all about balance. It's all about the universe. It's almost like mm-hmm. Buddhism in a way. Yeah, um, no, it is. And it's crazy. It's just like, you know, the universe, everything's connected to the universe, even the Force. So it doesn't even matter about Jedis or Siths. It matters if you're connected with the Force. And it's almost a gray area, like a gray Jedi in a way. No black, no light. It's a gray area. And he's trying mm-hmm. to teach Rey basically to balance yourself with the Force. It's amazing because you get like at least a half an hour of that. And I wish I got three hours of that because that, all that right there was my favorite parts of Ah Two is just him teaching her, um, her going into the dark side as well too when she was feeling it, going straight in and scaring the hell out of Luke. How'd you feel about that part? The what? My, my fault. I got sidetracked. Cause I was thinking about <laughs> no, no. <laughs> the milk part again. <laughs> no, because no, I was thinking about how you said. Because I was thinking about how you said. I am so sorry. I was just thinking about how you said. Because like in that scene right there, like when he's explaining the force, you know. Um, <laughs> it it, it kind of does give a little representation of like what it is you know right now like spiritual buddhism and stuff like yeah everybody everybody's connected to that source it's just you know finding that balance and that energy you know which is kind of like the universe you get what i'm saying so I, I i found that pretty cool but what was it that you asked me no no, no. let me dive into that real quickly too because mm-hmm. i like the fact that he finds a gray area in this mostly mm-hmm. like you know a universal power that's mm. out there you just have to reach out and grab it you know yeah. karma in a way as well too whereas mm-hmm. you look at the original order the jedi um what they represent is you know being celibate so you know um yeah only attacking if provoked it's more of a like old catholicism or judaism christianity when it first started it plays those roles you know uh so many rules but also to bow down to a religion that's yeah. what Star Wars always represented to me as like the Knights of the Old Republic or the Old Order of the Jedi. And then the Sith kind of like Satanics in a way, you know, they, yeah. they, they know that that God and Satan are out there, but they choose their sides and they all they have their own representation. This right here mm-hmm. shows that balance. Like it's not about religion. It's not about sacred texts. It's about what you believe. And it's it, always going to be out there. It, it's kind of like, sorry to cut you off, it's kind of like... um you as an individual, you need to find your balance as a yin and yang. You get what I'm saying? Yes. There, um, every every uh, every human being has light and dark, you know? So 
it's basically that representation of where you need to find that balance and just, you know, find a balance. Of course, you know, I don't, I don't want to sit here and say literally like the movie, you're going to be good, you're going to be bad, but you know what I'm saying? Like, it's finding that balance and stuff like that because, let's face it, you know, it's it's been taught, you know, it's like yin and yang. So I, I, I enjoyed the hell out of that scene right there when he was explaining it, and that's why, you know, because back then, you know, the force, you know, okay, you just grab stuff, you know, and this and that, but he broke it down to, like, something more um, literal that a lot of people could connect to and what goes on nowadays, you know, it's kind of like, I don't want to sit here and just say, you know, but it's like, you know, Taoism and stuff like that, where we're all connected to that universal fountain. We've both seen the original trilogy so many times and the prequel so many times, but Mm -hmm. hearkening back to the original trilogy, I'm going to be daring and say that this is my favorite portrayal of Luke Skywalker, and this is the best acting I've seen uh, Mark Hamill do in a long time as well, too. Yeah, I, I, I would have... Uh, I'm just trying to think about the others. I I would have to agree with you in here because it's definitely some great acting on his part. And it's we saw... I don't want to say a blossoming character, but we saw, like, the full blossoming of Luke right there. You get what I'm saying? For me. Yeah. It, like, you know, and it was just... It was a more complex than that little young young buck that we used to see before. You get what I'm saying? Exactly. So I, I, I enjoyed this character. So thinking about it, just thinking about the other portrayals of him through the other original trilogies, I, this one is probably his best form that I've seen him. Definitely. His eye acting, being surprised mm-hmm. at things. When he sees yeah. R2 for the first time, you mm-hmm. feel that connection. When he sees Chewie for the first time yeah. and he acts about mm-hmm. Han, when he... um. He's meditating on the rock and he calls out to Leia. Leia calls out to him. Mm-hmm. And then when he sees Leia, they kind of do that meeting in a way later on in the movie. You feel that moment as well, too. Mm-hmm. It's like he projects genuine empathy and love. Yeah, he projects a little cockiness when he's dusting his shoulder yeah, off. Definitely. Got so much range from him in one movie. It's crazy. Yeah. It definitely is. Or his um, portrayal when he's about to slash Kylo. And mm-hmm. in that moment, I, I love that 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 line. I'm gonna probably mess it up because I'm gonna try to paraphrase it. But mm-hmm. when he's about to, uh, when he gives his um, rendition of how that night went, and yeah. he sees a vision, and he in a moment uh, lapses where he's about to strike down Kylo, yeah, and he has a lightsaber, and Kylo turns. He says, "I believe he says something in the lines of in that moment, a, a, a scared child witnesses master." fall or fail him and that mm-hmm, just yeah. like hit me i was like of course that's mm-hmm. why kylo's uh is this way of course snoke you know is pushing the boundaries um trying to you know curve Ky- kylo to the mm-hmm. dark side but the same token you see your master your hero the legendary Failing, yeah. luke skywalker this guy you've heard take down the empire mm-hmm. about to kill you and you have no reason why it, of course of yeah. course he he's gonna because at that moment he was he was broken like you said he's broken it's kind of like let's say like a little stray dog a stray puppy you know you they're broken they're alone they don't know kind of like religion i'm sorry for all those religion fanatics out there you know uh snow preyed on him at a weak moment you get what i'm saying yep that's so he he basically he sold him the dream the first person it could have been anybody the first person to sell Kylo ran the dream, 
that's who he would have went to. You get what I'm saying? So Snoke was already, you know, prying, you know, messing with him, trying to get him to the side. And that right there was his breaking moment that made him go to like, okay, hey, yo, this dude was about to end me. So let me go with this guy over here, you know? So, but I mean, that, that, that was a very impactful moment, like you said, just to get back to the Luke, you know, because it was, it was also a, a very, um, how can I say, uh, a very weak moment where we saw Luke just like lose all, I don't want to say self-control, but you could say self-control, all training, all knowledge, all everything where he just had to resort to end him. You get instinct. what I'm saying? Where, yeah, instinct. Yeah, where he, he he just didn't know what to do where it's like, okay, he looks so vulnerable, you know, when he was going to slash him and stuff, like you just saw it in him as well. We saw, but that was a real strong scene because we saw Kylo, but then you saw it in Luke's eyes as well. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Like, what am I doing? Like, this is, the best that I can resort to instead of being a strong figure for you, you know? So that was a pretty, pretty, pretty strong scene. We're going to get to Kylo next, but I kind of want to um, uh, finish up with Octu a little bit, the, mm -hmm. the, the world of Octu. Yeah. How did you feel about the surroundings and the side characters, like the caregivers and how yeah. practical <laughs> the effects were? I love the, the practical effects, how they looked because it was real practical effects for the caregivers. And I thought they were hilarious. They were hilarious, but it just goes down to when how he was explaining the force and it goes to the sacred sacred sex, excuse me. They look like nuns. You yes. know what I'm saying? It yes. looked like a monastery, it looked like yeah, it looked like a, a place of temple worship or whatever. So they just look like real nunnish. That's the feel that I got from it. They they were cool, they were funny, you know, because the whole time that they were spazzing and they just like look real moody, you know, <laughs> and he got raved busting shit up over there so it, they, were, they were cool but that that's the feel that i got from that island right there it was kind of like a sacred place of worship and stuff like that kind of um you know like like you said like a little monastery Ooh, we're gonna talk about mm -hmm. the fan favorites that i'm hearing a lot especially to my daughter right here she already wants from for christmas they're yeah. already uh <laughs> a push for toys at toys r us and target let's talk okay. about the porgs how did you feel about the porgs they were funny. They they remind me like the new age uh Furby, is it? That, 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 that's the name. They I mean I I I I don't know what much to I, I'm gonna be honest, I, I just don't gravitate much to them because they're more childish, you get what I'm saying? Right. I don't wanna sound effed up. But I mean they they were funny. I mean I really don't have much to say about them. Was I attracted to them? Eh funny, you know, but they were just Hilarious, but I don't know. I just can't give you much because I really didn't <laughs> didn't get all caught up. They just look like some new Furbies to me. Like when they were having the interaction with this dude and stuff. Oh, Chewbacca. At the, yeah, at the fire. Oh, yes. You know that that was funny. And then it, Chewbacca was about to bite it. And he's still looking at him like, <laughs> you know, so like, and he just got the down face. And, uh, didn't another one kind of uh, rage or something like that? Or yeah, just, uh, when Chewbacca flew, flew, when Chewbacca <laughs> flew in. Doing yeah. the, you know, I wish I could do it. I can't do it right now. With like the yeah. pork trying to make the same sound. Like, ah! <laughs> yeah. That was great. I was yeah. like, yeah, you're cool. Yeah. And, and, and in the beginning, I, 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 I thought we were going to get like a, a flambe roasted pork where like when, <laughs> when they were jumping on the lightsaber. So I was like, oh, everybody <laughs> wants that to happen. <laughs> I just thought you were going to see, I'm like, no. I mean, but they, they were cool. They added that little fun factor, that little element. Like you said in your um, review where you gave no spoiler, kind of like that Disney aspect to the movie. Definitely. And stuff like that. So, I mean, it, it appealed. It had the little humor to it. How did you feel about them? Okay. If I were to have to compare 
either the Porgs or Ewoks. No. I'd say Porgs. I think I like the Porgs. I think Ewoks. No, I don't think Ewoks whatsoever. <laughs> I, I, I can't deal with them motherfuckers, yo. What? Ewoks are the best, bro. Ewoks, I'm sorry, all the no, way. No, no, I can't, man. I, I, you know what? I'll say it right now. I don't like um, Jedi whatsoever because of the Ewoks whatsoever. If you would have just <laughs> took them out, I would have been happy with it. But Return to Jedi kind of falls flat for me because of that. That's why I, I rank Empire so high. Yeah. But Porgs, the Porgs, they, they, they were enough for me. And people, people were like, they were oversaturating the movie. They were infesting the Millennium Falcon. I'm like, yeah, it was funny. Where else are they going to mm. go? They were following Chewbacca yeah. all over the place. And you know what? Yeah. Right now, Chewbacca needs a friend. He got like 60 of them now. Yeah, exactly. Like, um, he they became real friends. But... I, I I don't know. I mean, they were cool. They add that aspect, that comedy humor and stuff. Wh- where I could see that they got oversaturated a little bit, like when they said the whole Millennium Falcon just taking over and stuff like that, maybe. But I mean, like I said, it had that little comic little aspect to it, so I didn't mind. That. I didn't mind them at all. Let's get into um, Adam Driver's portrayal of Kylo Ren in this movie. Do you feel that the character grew at all from? The Force Awakens till now? Do you feel it's more the same? How do you feel about his character and his evolution? I feel... I feel, yeah, it has evolved from The Force Awakens. We still see bits and pieces of kind of that Force Awakens, but I feel that it got thrown... In the, in, the, in the beginning, per se, but I feel that it definitely grew because in the Force Awakens, we we even have Twitter pages, emo Kylo Ren, you know, where, <laughs> where they make fun of his character because he was so emotional in the Force Awakens, you know. But here, you saw a little bit of that, but you saw where where I just say that because then when um Snoke just says, you know, you failed, you you can't take you know that Vader mantle or whatever that Vader, you're not a Vader or whatever, so. I, that was another impactful scene for me where he told him, you know, you're just a, a child in a mask or whatever. Oh, yeah, when he mask, tells him to know. take that mask, that yeah, stupid take, thing off. Yeah. Oh. And and then when he just went in the elevator and just destroyed it, I saw it as a very, very strong scene where it's like he said, you know what? F you. I'm just going to show you I'm not a child in a mask, you know? And he just kind of like dropped that whole mantle right there by destroying the mask. You get what I'm saying? You yep. saw him gradually evolving from the force awaken you see him gradually evolving but he still has i i say the emoness comes because he still has good in him i may be wrong i may piss a lot of people off but i still feel and i, I really didn't want to get to this because i was going to ask you a question so i'll ask you right now i just still feel in my opinion that maybe kylo ren is still redeemable I, how do you feel about that you know, you wouldn't be alone because that's the whole arc of Ray right there. Throughout the yeah. half of the movie, she feels that she can save him. Mm-hmm. And it's difficult because he has the bits and pieces. Um, you see him in the beginning of the movie where he's pissed off from Snoke's uh, verbal assault on him that he takes it upon himself to, to take down his mom, basically, and her fleet. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he almost successfully does it. Like He has a chance yeah. to eliminate his mom right there. And he lets go of the trigger knowing that he's about to shoot her. And then Hux comes right behind him and shoots the hell out of her. And you get the Mary Poppins scene, which is still awesome. Um, (laughs) In my opinion, there was something redeemable. But I feel like it's something where it's a character that he's suffering from the inside. 
and no matter who can really convince him otherwise, he's still gonna yeah. he's still gonna use channel that emotion of suffering into hatred, yeah. like a bully almost. Okay, so just a little laughing of the joke. Uh, Kylo Ren is a result of bad parenting. <laughs> <laughs> Very much so. <laughs> I mean. Han Solo wasn't the best dad. He was. He... You know, Leia is doing Leia general stuff now, and and then you got old man Luke trying to teach you some some religion, and he's about to kill you, and you're like, shit, man. Like my my family's fucked up, you know. And then he goes to Snoke, and Snoke thinks he's fucked up. He's yeah, like, exactly. I think at that point where where he finally kills Snoke, he literally yeah. lets. His past died. The mm. only remnant mm. of his past is Luke, mm. and I think his character evolves because of the fact that in Force Awakens you see him as a more of a confused, mm. hurt boy. In this movie, he is full of rage. That's yeah. the emotion he's showing. It's rage. It's fire. It's it's still immature. It's still mm. a lack of restraint, but it's focused on one thing and that is to, to destroy the past yeah to destroy the past I, I i i agree with that um i say like um if if there was a scene because you see like you said in the force awakening he's kind of like just floating around here he has the part where he takes the trigger off the finger here where he takes out snow things like that you see like hey this dude is redeemable do you feel at any point in the movie after that, that, okay, he's not redeemable, he's just going to be bad. Do you feel there was a scene or a point for you that did it, like, this yeah. guy's not coming back? Um, I believe when he asks Ray to join him, it's not mm-hmm. joining him, like, run away, we're getting married, and we're just going to live on a planet by ourselves, and this life is going to be happy. It's, join me so we can rule. Mm-hmm. So, it's not that he's turning for the good, He's trying to win her over. And mm-hmm. his intentions is still to destroy the Republic. His intentions is still to destroy his mother. His intentions mm-hmm. is still to destroy Luke. It's just he wants Ray by his side while doing it. So at mm-hmm. no point he wants to just say, you know what? I, yeah, I fucked up. Yeah, let's, let's, just, <laughs> let's just call it what it is. I messed up. I'm going to say yeah. sorry and we're going to call it a day. No, I think at that point... He has the leash cut off because he, yeah. you know, he chops Snoke in half, and now he, he doesn't have to answer no one. He's already yeah. killed his father. He's already mm-hmm. um, freaking toppled his master. He's already destroyed his his supreme leader. He has no more yeah. restraints. All he wants now is somebody by his side to tell him, "Yeah, I'm with you in this." That's what he yeah. wants. He wants an enabler. Yeah, he wants an enabler, and that's that that kind of like you said for me. That's like the scene right there as well, because right there it's like okay, all, all hell broke loose. You basically killed the dude that was keeping you in check, you know, the supreme leader, and you already just went off the rails. You know, you killed your pappy. You know, your mother's left alive. You want to offer. So right after that, you know, it's like it, there, there's no coming back for this dude. He's just set set free with all the rage he got. He, if anything, wanted Ray by his side. I, I still see it as, yeah, an enabler as well. But I'm just going to take it a step further. And I'm just going to say there's a, definitely a love interest there that's obvious. You, you, felt, it? you felt, it? felt it? You felt it? I felt it. I felt it, yeah. I was still I questioning it. it. I can't ship him just yet. 
I, 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 I feel it. I mean, the obvious one, people would say, hey, it's probably Finn and, and Ray and stuff like that. I can't that, say but, that anymore. You know, with, 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 with Rose, that was her name? With, yeah. Um, the, the, yeah, you know, um, definitely, yeah. You know, we'll see how he, whatever happens, and they react about that. But I definitely, definitely feel that love try interest thingy arc with Kylo and Ray. I see it. I see it. I don't know if it's a hey, you know, I'm this, you're this, we can be total badasses, like he said, but I just feel like it's more of a love interest. Because you see how he looks at her. You get what I'm saying? It's like, and then he questions it without knowing that this dude um opened up that connection. He's like, why are we always, you know, connected to each other? Like, you get what I'm saying? So, I mean, I don't know. I see a little love interest. Maybe in that part there. I I can agree on that part there. And maybe the part where he has his shirt off and she's like, do you have like a cowl or something? Exactly, yeah. And she like cover up and you see her like blush. And, and he's just like flexing with his tights on like, yeah, oh, this, yeah. Is be- this is a Sith Lord. This is, <laughs> yeah. this is what Darth Maul wishes he was. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to lie. I was like, yo, if, there, if there's a Star Wars game, let me play with that kind of lens. <laughs> just flexing like Bolo Young. <laughs> it's, it's tough because in The Force Awakens, I I didn't get that vibe. I got that they were drawn together, but maybe drawn yeah. from the force. I felt yeah. like they both knows how powerful they were. So it's like opposites attract on that spectrum. But I didn't feel like yeah. I didn't see a feeling connection. You don't feel. And this movie, it, yeah. I, it was hard for me to ship it because I didn't know what her lineage was. So I was like, are they going to pull like a new hope and have Leia kiss Luke like, like this again? Are they going to sweep mm-hmm. this under our feet? And I was like, maybe not. And I didn't get that definitive, like, so, touch. Um, like, that, you, that, 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 like, the hand-to-hand for real, whereas, like, you could see the sensual feelings be- between them. I didn't get that. So when they were, like, about to touch hands or anything like that, you didn't get that? Like, or, or, or the fact that, I took it as that, like, or the fact that, you know, Snoke said, hey, yeah, we're talking to each other, and yeah, saw each other because I opened that up. It was to me, but then you still see that they connect, and kind of like when she gets into the Millennium Falcon, she kind of closes that. You get yeah. what I'm saying? That right there didn't still give you the little bits of like, hey, um, we can't be together because we're on opposite ends of the spectrum. It's tough. The only maybe the part yeah. that you're talking about, as far as the um, when they're sitting Indian style and yeah. they're talking and they're about to touch, that yeah. maybe, but. If anything, that makes me think about like elementary school or high school, and Luke's like the dad, like, I know that because I, I, I've experienced that. Yeah, so. experienced that I'm, yeah, man, that that must not be a good feeling, bro. <laughs> so it's like, I maybe that part, but it felt so juvenile. It felt like yeah. innocent. That's what it felt. Mm-hmm. It felt so. I didn't feel lust or want i felt curiosity you felt curiosity i mean yeah i mean i I, i'm just saying um lust is a little bit too crazy you know but definitely somewhat in there it it it, it, to me it hinted at times you know like like i said at the touching the like we spoke about you said the shirt where she also like you know she kind of turned away you know you have something to cover up but if and then i also like i said i got it at the end scene where you know, they were still able to commune and it's like, wait a minute, why if it was just because this dude opened it, 
you know, and she kind of just looked at him like reluctantly and just closed the door like, hey, we can never be. You get what I'm saying? Something like that. You know, I just like to think different angles. You know how I am. Well, so, yeah. No, no, definitely. I agree with you on that part that that's a very prominent scene. And speaking about closing the door, I kind of want to close the door on Kylo for a second and open it back on uh, Daisy Ridley playing Ray. Do you feel like her character grew from The Force Awakens till now? Um, I'll start by saying that mm-hmm. if anything, and this might be weird, but she was the least interesting character in this movie for me until maybe the the Snoke room scene of the, the lightsaber battle. Yeah. Upon that, I really did not care too much of the character mm-hmm. like I did in The Force Awakens. No, I, I, I agree with you. I, I really didn't care much for her character either. If she, Has she evolved? I mean, the obvious question is to say yes, but for me, I just still saw her up until maybe, maybe that lightsaber battle scene, like you said, where she started getting badass. But to me, you know, that right there, Caps, of course, you know, is okay. That's where she's starting to change and evolve or whatever. But to me, more, it was really towards the end, you know, where she just came in with the Millennium Falcon and with her powers, she just removed all the rocks. And right there, for me, it was like, okay, she, like, embraced the mantle of, hey, I'm, like, kind of like the last Jedi. You get what I'm saying? Like, the hope starts with me, the war goes on with me. But from, I'm just going to be honest, you know, fanboys might destroy me for this. You know, you might feel some type of weight. I mean, from The Force Awakens to here... Not flat, but to me, her character is kind of just like, eh, you know, flat until, like you said, when she has that battle in um, the Snow's Chamber. And then when she just comes in with the Millennium Falcon and she's like, okay, hey, this is who I am. F it, you know, let's ride out, you know. So that's how I feel about that. You know, it's weird because she's semi-level-headed and semi-hot-headed. Like, mm-hmm. um when she confronts Luke and sa- and they talk about the Night of Kylo and how he's redeemable, and he's like, uh, she's like, hey, let's just go on the Millennium Falcon, go Snoke ship, and let's take care of this. Let's just take care of business. And yeah. she thinks it's so easy. Like, she's so naive to think that she could just walk up on a ship and just save the entire galaxy. And it, it, does, it does harken back to you, Empire Strikes Back, because Luke does the same thing when Yoda tells him that, hey, hey, you know, you need to confront Vader. At a certain time, and Luke's like, "I'll do it right now." Bye. And he was like, "Nah, you're not ready yet." But he's like, "No, no I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Bye." And it harkens back to that in a way. You see her rush to Kylo's defense in a way to save him, and you see yeah. her rush with no experience whatsoever with that lightsaber. You even see her when she's training with it. She's more yeah. content using the staff, more con- in control of using the staff than she is with the lightsaber. And still, yeah. she goes headstrong into Snoke's ship thinking she could have saved the world. It's it's naive, but brave at the same time. How do you feel about that? I feel, yeah, that I agree with you 1,000%. It's it's brave because you need that, you know, that brave character that they're just willing to sacrifice themselves for the universe and for everybody for the greater good because that's what she, that's what you see from her. But it, it, it definitely is naive, you know. That's where the training comes in with Luke where she wanted to be trained and stuff like that. And she'll just gradually grow into that. Also, I feel that it's kind of like cockiness. Like I said, I like to explore all, I think, outside the box. You right. Know, I, it's just also not cockiness, but it's, hey, you know. Confidence. I, confidence. Yeah, I have these new powers. I have this. I have that. Kind of like a total badass right now, you know. Right. So I can just run in and little does she know, 
she almost got ended. So, but definitely, I mean, you saw the growth because at the end, you kind of saw her. I may be wrong. Like you kind of saw her, in a way, for that split second of the the movie, kind of take that Leia mantle. How Leia was just in command real quick. You get right. what I'm saying? Running everybody. So you saw that maturity in her real quick in there. But for the next one, I expect to see full maturity and a very interesting character. Okay, I can see yeah. that as well too. Um, that that scene in uh, Snoke's chamber where yeah. you know he has her and you're you're thinking you're to get this epic confrontation or backstory from Snoke, which we never get, and I'm okay with that. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. To me, I, I mean, yeah, he was supreme leader but i've never really gravitated to him i'm like man you know what i'm saying exactly i was kind of like that with that character i mean he had an epic rick flair freaking robe on <laughs> which i admire like if i could get that in cosplay i'll do it i'll chop up my face just to be that character for one day <laughs> but, yeah but at the same token uh when um snow gets ended and mm. we get to see the guard scene with um, Kylo and Rey have that epic lightsaber tag team contest. It, I, I didn't know how to feel about it because of the fact that this is the first time we get to see like the guards really go as badass as possible. Last time I seen a guard go this badass, I believe was either Attack of the Clones where um, mm-hmm. General Grievous, remember my man, asthmatic yeah. robot? <laughs> yeah, the asthmatic robot. Yeah. <laughs> His guards were going to town with their staffs without heads. But um, looking at this right here, these guys look like they were capable to freaking be Jedis or Siths themselves. Ah. The whips, the nunchucks, the uh, lances. Definitely. I was actually going to ask you that question um, just to, you know, just to what you said. Um, they look like they could be badasses themselves because I was going to ask you that question. How did you feel when these guards that supposedly are, I mean, not saying that they're low because they're guards because we don't know what they are or what, you know, role or however they're connected. But how did you feel? And it goes to what you said. These dudes look like they could have been Jedi because they had Kylo and Rey in vulnerable positions where they were going to off them. You get what I'm saying? So how did you feel about that? You know? In the first movie, we get a vision by Rey when she meets Maz Kanata and gets the lightsaber. Mm-hmm. Where you see um, the temple falling, you see Luke touch R2, and when we get that in this movie as well, too. We see other couple of scenes as well. The biggest scene we see is in Rain, Kylo Ren with a whole bunch of other um, characters by his side. And from reading the book, comic books, they're called the Knights of Ren. So he has yeah. his own um, apostles, if you will, following mm-hmm. him. And you get a little bit of backstory in this movie too because you say you hear that Kylo took half of his students with him when they um, yeah. overthrew Luke. Luke, yeah. So I automatically thought that maybe Kylo was the one that surpassed them, and then these other Jedi that Luke was training were the guards themselves. I was like, uh-huh. maybe those are the Knights of Ren. From what yeah. I'm hearing so far, that's not the case, and these are just total badasses that Snoke had in his yeah, right-hand yeah. pocket, and if with a snap of a finger, if he didn't want to kill anybody, one of them would surely do it real quick. Well, yeah, they were, they were quick, to, they were quick to, to, you know, to snap off, like, whatever you want to say, because you saw it, I forgot what scene it was, where um, I think where um, he just blasted off Kylo, I think it was, and they just, like, jumped into action yeah. real quick, like, you get what I'm saying? Like, hey, we're here, let's go. So, I mean, yeah, I, I just, I just, it, it would have been kind of cool like I said, uh, just to see who they were, those guards, you know, because 
they looked like they were individual badasses fighting like that. They had obviously a important suit on because you know they were they were penetrable, but it wasn't really penetrable. You get what I'm saying? Like it was kind of like armorish, you know. So I would kind of like to, like I said, weird just to see a little backstory on them because they were total badasses, whips, nunchucks, like that. Like you said, like. Where did they come from? And definitely, I think mean, their weapons as well too. They looked like they were like versions, variations of lightsabers in a way as well mm-hmm. too. They had the little kyber crystal flames, and whether yeah. it be like a nunchuck version of a lightsaber, whether it be uh, like a dagger form, they all had their own special skill, which was awesome. Their own individual skill, and you know, this is the first time we saw like a supreme leader emperor type role yeah. not have a lightsaber as well. So that was interesting. Maybe. Um, if you want to dive into it, maybe Snoke is so powerful that he doesn't even need a lightsaber. And he, you definitely see that in this movie where, you know, he, he comes on a hologram and freaking force chokes somebody. Uh-huh. Yeah. I wasn't, I was going to tell you about that. Yeah. This dude is just a total badass. Cause you know, he just freaking chokes a dude on a hologram. Throws him <laughs> down. Like, well, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, just to get real quick, just to touch what you said, like a minute ago, I said it was kind of meh. You know, I I really didn't get into it, but it would kind of been cool to see a little bit more of him. Like, how are you this badass? Because there's obviously still more things to the force as we see in this movie. You know, Definitely. Telepathic connection, Snoke yoking somebody up through a hologram and stuff like that. So, but yeah, um, carry on. Um, <laughs> so. No, just more about Ray. I mean, uh, we don't have to touch too much on it because I want to get to um, Poe and Dameron next. But, mm-hmm. you know, just I, I agree if you want to see more growth in the next movie. Um, mm-hmm. Why I choose Poe next? Because in the, one of the last scenes, you get Poe and um, Ray meeting, I guess, either for the first or second time. And they have this weird look with each other. Like him checking her, like, hey, and her basically <laughs> doing the same thing back to him. Like, I see you. Yeah. So it was yeah. kind of weird. And honestly, it was after the fact of seeing Finn put the blanket on Rose. So it was like, all right, I see you got your own blue over there. But look yeah. what I can do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got over you real quick. <laughs> really? Yeah, exactly. So, I mean... Hopefully we're not getting like into like a a six way affair of love coming into the next uh, movie. Yeah. Um, I want to see Daisy really have more chops into the next movie. I do appreciate the stuff with the meditation and her interactions with Luke. Uh, her yeah. last interaction with Leia was nice as well too. Um, so there's some good parts, but I feel like there's so many other characters you can gravitate to that she kind of falls short. Not bad. It's just she mm. falls short in the movie. Um, then again, this yeah. movie's not really about her, even though they it, she's prominent on the screen, on the flyers and in the advertisements. The movie's really about everyone else going mm-hmm. through this, and another person yeah. that's mostly about every I want to say every five minutes of the movie he shows up is uh, Oscar Isaac's portrayal of Poe Dameron, and I love this character. If there's any like body that's took the mantle of a Han Solo. It's Oscar Isaac playing Poe Dameron. He was phenomenal mm-hmm. from beginning to end. Even though I didn't appreciate the comedy at first, the growth yeah. of his character is yeah. phenomenal. Yeah, no, definitely. I agree with you. It, it, and it was funny because um, when I was watching The Force Awakens, you get that immediately that, you know, hey, um, b- because um, when I started watching um, The Force Awakens and stuff like that, you know, I just got immediately off the bat before we saw Han Solo. I was like, hey, you're like the new Han Solo. <laughs> you know yeah, pretty much. Yeah, so just seeing that 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 young chipper, that brash, that little badass renegade rebelish thing, 
it was like, okay, you're you're the new Han Solo, even before you know whatever happened with Han. So, and then just seeing it here, it's like, yeah, you definitely took the the mantle of Han Solo up, being also a badass, you know, pilot or whatever. So, I enjoy his character. His character is cool. I I would like actually to see a little bit more with his character, you know, um, in the sense of a little bit of separation from him and Han, because I just feel like they're just too similar. You get what I'm saying? Definitely. Because it's just like, okay, he really is the mantle of Han Solo right now. Because even, um, I forgot her name, on the bridge, she told him, you know, I know you, you're just brash, dangerous, you know, stupid, we don't need that right now. You know, kind of like Han, you know, he was a yep. smuggler and stuff like that. So I just would like to see a little bit more of complexity from him and just to separate a little bit from Han Solo. But if it wasn't to happen, I, I wouldn't be opposed to it either because it, it's kind of cool. No, 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 and definitely. I think the character you were talking about is Laura Dern's character, where she uh, yeah. takes um, uh, Leia's place Command, in general. Yeah, Leia's place. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I just don't she, remember her name. Yeah. She, she calls you know him Gun Ho, like basically mm-hmm. you know to hold your cockpit and stop talking and stuff like that, which is a funny joke in the mm-hmm. in the movie. But at the same time, we see Poe's evolution from someone who is a, one of the best pilots we've seen in the Star Wars movie. To yeah. and then someone who's very hot headed and wants to just take down the rebellion right now without a doubt. You see him when he's uh, launching the attack with the bombers. He's actually sacrificing bombers and uh, um, engines yeah. and safety of other people in the rebellion to uh, make this last stand to take down a giant ship. And yeah, the, um, Leia makes a point. There's always going to be a giant ship. You just can't go for it. Sometimes you got to learn how to run to fight another day. And Poe wasn't about that. He, he thinks that's traitorous. He thinks that's um, cowardness. And he mm-hmm. thinks the only way to be brave is sacrificing a few soldiers for the greater mm-hmm. good. You see his character evolve from that guy to someone who, who is conflicted on, on everybody's chain of command and authority and where his place is in this to the end where we have that last stand with those rickety old little jetpack, uh, those, those little jet <laughs> yeah. fighters. And you see where they're about to get that last stand against the Empire, um, and, well, the First Order. Um, and he calls off his, 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 his army. He says, this is a battle we can't win. So he yeah. learns from his past mistakes, like, hey, um, there's room to grow. There's room to fight another day. I feel like his character changed from point A to point B very fast. In a good way, and I like that about that. He had the most growth. Yeah, definitely. In one film, he had the most growth because I, I was kind of surprised to see that at the end, like you said, where you saw it was conflicting him. He was like, ah, uh, you know, like then he was like, okay, let, let's pull off. You know, definitely we can we we can't win here. You know, let's just be smart and retreat. So his character in one film definitely did have a lot of growth. And it's funny because the person that stood in the line of fire that was about to make the the, yeah. the, the, the sacrifice, sacrifice yeah. was um John Boyega's uh, portrayal of uh, Finn. And mm-hmm. I I didn't like his character at first. I loved him in Force Awakens. And in this movie, I felt <laughs> like it, it was backtracking a couple of things. We got to see him um, scared and run away almost in the beginning of the movie, like get out of Dodge. And I was like, yeah. bro, you, you, you evolved from a stormtrooper that was conflicted with his own morals to being part of a rebellion, to finding Rey, to having epic lightsaber duels, to taking on Kylo Ren, sacrificing your body, and you're still running away, even though it's for to find Rey, I guess, the same token, you're still running from a fight. Yeah. And it was like, it was such a departure. I was like, wait, what are you, 
Well, are we backtracking? Does this character yeah. mean nothing now? And it was good to see his character change finally at the end, whereas, you know, it's not about my needs and being selfish. It's about mm-hmm. the greater good for everybody. The greater good, definitely. Um, <clears throat> I, I, I just... His, oh, and I finally remember Laura Dern's character. Her name was Admiral Holdo. So we got that out the oh, way there for oh, all the fanboys who don't catch a heart attack. Yeah. But yeah, you were saying <laughs> something about Finn and basically how his character changed throughout the movie as well, too. But how you felt how he was in the beginning. Yeah, I mean, you saw you saw a little bit of growth as well for him. But I still feel that if there is a drifter, a drifting pod that is still really trying to find meaning, I mean, he finds his meaning because, you know, he says, all right, we're part of this, you know, I guess rebellion, whatever you want to call it, of this group. This is um, my meaning. But I still feel that he may want something more. You get what I'm saying? I still feel that I still feel that they're trying to um, put, T- throw a little pinch of salt on him because he's bland right now. I don't know what it is. He's just drifting kind of bland for me. I mean, you see him get that role where, like, okay, I belong here now. You know, my friend, I want to stand by her, you know, um, with Ray when he was trying to get away from her, you know, in the pod when he was trying to get to her, excuse me. That's it, Rose. This is after with the taser yeah. and stuff like that, you know. And because right now I just feel like he's just drifting. My friends, my friends, my friends. He still hasn't really found that identity where he breaks through because, you know, my friend, my friends, you know, Ray, and he's, he kind of has a bromance right now with, um, I forgot his name. Um, oh, my God. Uh, Poe Dameron. Um, yeah, Poe Dameron. Yeah, he kind of has, like, a little bromance, you see it. So I would like to see in the next film a defining moment for him. I still feel he has, doesn't have nothing. I may be wrong. But that's just my opinion. No, definitely. And since you spoke about Rose, let's get into the new characters. We see Rose, um, who you learned that her sister is the one who sacrifices herself in the beginning of the movie with the bombers, mm-hmm. taking down the Dreadnought Destroyer. Um, and she's just tormented by, you know, losing her sister in the war yeah. and what's going on. She's just a mechanic. She just fixes things. And this is a situation she doesn't know how to fix. So she's already going through a depression. But when she sees Finn... She it kind of parallels to Luke because Luke has a stature that Ray sees him as like you're Luke Skywalker, you're yeah. the leader of the rebellion. And Rose looks at Finn the same way in, exactly. in, in a manner. She's like, You're Finn, you're the hero of the resistance. You mm-hmm. are the one who, you know, turned the other cheek and left the the stormtroopers <laughs> and 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 saved the Empire. I would save the Republic, excuse me. And he's like, yeah, sure, I guess. Not really. Maybe, yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, he kind of he wrote his status there. That price, that part was priceless when he goes, yeah, uh, may the force be with you. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> like, definitely, like, she, 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 huh? No, I was yeah. going to say, how did you feel about her character throughout the movie? I like I liked her character. I mean, just to, just to be a little creeper, definitely the cute one got off too early, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but, um, but um, yeah, um, I like her character because I feel that she's gonna be that character. Like I said, that she might have an important critical part. We already saw her sister have one, you know. So I feel that maybe with with definitely with her romance that she's gonna tr- have with Finn, not saying that they are, but you see that interest right there when she kisses him and she you, she saved him from, you know, the ultimate Independence Day acts and stuff like that. <laughs> you, know, so, um, you definitely... I, I like her character. She's cool. She's kind of like that... I don't want to call her young kitty character, but she's kind of like, you know, if you had a little roguey character, like, you know, like that little character 
in an RPG game that's just right there, roguey, that's just like real full of energy and stuff like that and always down for the team. You get what right, I'm saying? Right. Yeah, like I, I get that little vibe from Rose. And, and I, I like her character. She's cool. I have no problems with her. I think she was a breath of fresh air in this movie. She offset yeah. what Ray was dealing with. And it was a, f- a fun, funky female character to gravitate to. Yeah. I'm not sure if I ship her and, and uh, Finn just yet because of the fact that, number one, I don't think Finn was throwing it back at her. I, I felt no, like yeah, Finn no. had so many other things to think about, including Ray. And it's hard to even ship that relationship because I feel that Finn sees her, sees Ray a certain way, but Ray doesn't really give a shit. I think she sees him as a great friend, like friend zone yeah. Finn. You know, yeah, no, he definitely right between him and Ray. Yeah, he's definitely in the friend zone. Yeah, between him and Ray, he's definitely in the friend zone. So he has better chances with Rose, straight <laughs> up. Yeah, or somebody else because he definitely has that you know friend zone feel with Ray. Sometimes you know you just gotta get what you get and be happy with it, man. This or you lose out on everything. Yeah, exactly. Hey, uh, uh. You know, I, I couldn't even think of an analogy right now, but it's better to have something than, than nothing. nothing at all. Yeah, um, exactly. How did you feel about going to new planets like um, their mission, going to the casino planet of Canto Bite, and just seeing that new world of just like wealth and obnoxious Vegas life in the Star Wars universe? So we get to see, you know, everybody from child slavery to animal abuse to, <laughs> to greed and lust and... And everything's just basically fabricated. Okay. You see Rose, like, even say, like, everything's fake here. Then why don't yeah. why do you like this, Finn? And Finn's, like, just happy having a time. It's like, like, look at this. Look at that. Look at that. Look yeah. at this. I, it adds com- 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 complexity. I don't know if that's a word, but it adds complexness to the universe, you know, where we have these little aspects like this of like let's say every modern modern day living you know for us in 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 that universe right really haven't seen it it's something new was i a fan of it hell no i did not enjoy that Uh, i i mean if one good thing came out of that it was the child you get what i'm saying so i'm not gonna talk about it i'll let you you know but if one good thing came out of that that was that finn may have enjoyed it to a certain extent because you know, he's always been conflicted. We saw him in The Force Awakens where he just rebelled against the stormtroopers and stuff like that. Maybe for him it was a breath of fresh air, you know? Or maybe for him it was something in just some weird way that he was kind of used to. You get what I'm saying? I don't know what it is. So if he was happy, maybe it was something that he was used to, you know? But I didn't enjoy I, If there was one thing that I just enjoyed about that scene was when they just rode off in those little creatures. I forgot the name. And, and then you see, like, the and when they just crashed the casino, like, that weird... My alien lady thingy, like ah! <laughs> I really did not enjoy that scene. How'd you feel about it? You know, it's different. I always like to see um new sceneries in Star Wars and what yeah. they can really attach to. I mean, one thing about Star Wars they don't stray away from is child slavery. <laughs> we get that yeah, with, no, yeah, we with get Anakin that. and his yeah. mom. We kind of get that with Luke, and now we're getting mm. it here as well, too. So, I mean, maybe there's a greater theme we're not seeing right now. I, I believe maybe mm. it's anybody could be a hero, uh, whether you're um, from the ground or to the top. You could be a hero no matter where mm. you're at or where you come from. So maybe that's the greater mm. theme. But um, it was tough. It, 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 it took away a little bit of the movie. I forgot what the animals are called. I think they're called Fabi Ears or Fabi yeah. or something like that. And they were fun. It's just um, in a movie where we were getting a minimum amount of CGI um, and a lot yeah, of practi- lot. practical effects there, yeah. this was straight up CGI everywhere in that scene. 
Mm-hmm. So it took me away. Um, one thing that I felt like they missed out on the opportunity, and maybe it's me, and I hear a lot of people 50-50 on this, so let me throw this at you. Mm-hmm. What if we actually got a scene, since we're in a, in a casino-based planet, mm-hmm. what if we just got a small cameo of Lando Carithian there, just chilling out there <laughs> with a, like, a, like a scotch drink? And just laughing, doing the Billy D smile. <laughs> I mean, it's <laughs> tough because all I think about is what is it? Undercover brother, General's fried chicken. <laughs> That's all I remember him now. It's horrible. Oh it's my so god! Bad. Yo, yeah, that's so bad. Yeah, bro. No, that 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 definitely would have been freaking cool, man. If we would got that cameo, you know, I I even thought like just just for for you know for the heck of it, just have a little vintage feel, you know, they should have, like, little canteen music playing oh, in the background, beep, 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 you know, beep, 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 beep. <laughs> like, I thought about that, that would have been kind of cool, but, yeah, with Lando, man, that would have been freaking hilarious, bro, just, just even a bro. smile, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, with that little million dollar smile that he has, yeah, <laughs> but, it would have been nice, yeah. but it maybe it would have took it away, though. Yeah, I think it probably would have. Yeah, definitely would have taken away. But I, I don't know that that like you said, it it kind of um shows like we said where like the most important thing that came from that scene was the child. Where it kind of shows like like you said, you can be a hero no matter where your upcomings are from. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I think that's what they were kind of trying to do. That and like you said, maybe just show new new complexness to the universe. You know what? I got a gripe of fanboys right here. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm gonna go on a rant. I don't care because, you know what, I mispronounce names, I botch things all the time, I botch uh, everything, and I own up to it, okay? Mm-hmm. But I have a gripe against Star Wars fans for this. Just because Finn is black does not mean he is the son of Lando or, or Mace Windu, okay? It pisses me the fuck off. That people are in 2017 going to 2018. That's the first connection you get. Like Finn's the only black person in the universe, so he has to be Mace Windu's son. You know, he wielded a lightsaber. There has to be a fucking connection. Oh you need to stop that shit already. Yeah, bro, that's that's great, man. I I, I did not hear anything <laughs> of that, so this is the first time I'm hearing that, and it is freaking golden, bro. I'm sorry. <laughs> Maybe he was Lando's kid, and he just left him to the Stone Troopers. You know, he sells things all the time. No, like, bro, can't can't you just see past the color for a second and enjoy the movie? Like, it's tough. That's the thing. People don't see past the color, man, because remember, you know, it's going to get a little bit, it's going to get a little bit heavy right now. Sound that hot 97 horn. (laughs) You remember when, when, um... Finn took the helmet off in the Force Awakens. Oh my God, blasphemy! Oh, it's a black you know, stormtrooper. Black stormtrooper, blasphemy! Like you know, so they definitely can't see past the color. But I'm sorry, that is great. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't hear that, man. I heard that no. all the time. No, like, because he's got to be Lando's kid. He's got to be Mace Windu's <laughs> grandson or something. Oh man, that's epic. No, I didn't hear that because, uh. like I said, from from the Force Awakens to this one, I was kind of like trying to stay away from it. So, but, you know, I just dive balls deep into both of them. So, like, but that, that's no, that's no So, we'll just stray away from my Lando rant for a second. And we'll go into one of the newer characters. I know one of your favorite characters. In Cancel Bite, we finally, because the mission calls for a hacker to hack into um, the First Republic's, um, yeah. um, I guess, systems. 
to, to, to help the situation out. So we get, um, I'm still on my Lando rant in my head. I'm just like cursing yeah, people out left and right. Um, we get the character of DJ played by Benicio Del Toro. How do you feel about his character in the movie? He's such a creeper in the movie, bro, that I love it. I can't even be mad, bro. I can't I can't even be mad. He's such a freaking creeper. First, he, he comes off as this little, you know, of course, uh, yeah, I'll help you this and this and that, you know. But then he, when he's on the ship, he just comes across as this full-blown traitor and stuff like that. And it's just like, hey, you know, like, I, I, you know, he's just like a little death merchant to me. Like, hey, business, you know, <laughs> yeah. you, you, you blow them up today or they blow you up today or something like that. You blow them yeah. up tomorrow or something. You know, so, I mean, I, it's fresh. It definitely is fresh, you know, something different. I enjoy the character because he's such, like I said, he's such a creeper. I can't even bat, be mad at him, you know. And But where I was like, okay, I mean, it, it goes with the creeper aspect of him. Like, he just only thinks about himself, you know. Um, where he took the medallion from Rose and stuff, you know. It was kind of effed up, you know. Like, like, Finn was trying to get it back for her. And so I felt like, come on, bro. You know, if you're a creeper, don't come on. Don't take, don't take that away from her. That's the last thing. <laughs> I mean, of course, he didn't know it was her sisters. You know, Finn was trying to explain, but he just like, hey, whatever, you know. But I, I think it's something fresh, it's something cool, something different. The fact that it was him, it was kind of like one of those, you know, mind fucks where kind of like Kevin Bacon. Oh, you didn't know. Villain. You didn't know it was him. Okay. <laughs> no, I, I, you didn't I know didn't, he was in the movie. Excuse me. I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't know he was in the movie at all. That's what I'm saying. So. And when I see him rise from the little, was it, the cell or whatever, he just, oh, look who it is. <laughs> you know, because it, it's just a quick rant. I love the Heineken commercial with him. Have you seen it? Yes. Where, where he goes, I actually bought these for myself. <laughs> yeah, like, he starts laughing. But yeah, like, I, I was like, he's cool because he's a great actor, you know. So I, I got nothing bad about to say about him or the character. I think it's funky fresh. It's, it adds a little dimension because it's kind of like, okay. You're a death merchant where you can you can actually spin off more with that. You get what I'm saying? So, I don't know. How'd you feel about him? You know, people are 50-50 with him. They didn't like the whole stuttering thing going on with him. I thought, yeah. you know what? I knew he was in the movie for a long time. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> and I knew he was going to play some hacker named DJ. So, I was like, all yeah. right, where this is going to go, I don't know. And in my head, it, 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 I saw him completely different. From mm. what I got, um, maybe yeah. because since he's been so heavily with Disney and, and Marvel playing yeah. the collector in the Guardians of the Galaxy movies with mm. the weird makeup, I was like, maybe he's just going to dress up or be a CG character. Yeah. Nah, we got this regular um, the BCO and just like, just chill outfits, like, what's up? Just stuttering. So <laughs> I was taken back by that, but the same token, I love his character because he meshes... A Boba Fett meets Lando almost because Lando yeah. betrays Han and Leia. <laughs> you just want to say Lando. Yeah, you know, <laughs> the Lando, the father of Finn, betrays, <laughs> you know, Han and Leia and, yeah, toward true. the ends of the movie. And you yeah. get that almost a side by side glimpse when he's finally mm -hmm. doing the last bit of the hack and he gives Rose and Medallion back. You see that, yeah. you know, there's a shade of gray to him somewhat. Yeah. Kind of like Lando where you see there's a shade of gray to him because he actually comes back in the last movie as well, too, and makes his last stand. <laughs> I, um, I saw a, a shade of gray with his character as well, too. Um, it was just mirroring almost the Empire where the doors open, you see Captain Phasma and the, sto and the stormtroopers and the for First Order troopers come through and they're like, oh, yeah. we got you. So I was like, oh, and you know what? 
this is going on a little rant here too, not a bad one. This is the first movie we've seen in Star Wars in the Star Wars universe where everybody fails. Usually in every movie, maybe besides no, no, no. In every movie, um yeah. there's some kind of hope almost. And we kind of yeah. get that with this, but everybody fails in this. Like the mission fails, um mm-hmm. uh Leia's plan fails when they get to to create the the, the planet with the with the salts. Um, that fails because they think yeah. that place is going to be a last stand. Ultimately, it's like a trap. It's a trap. Um, <laughs> you know, um, Holdo's plan to kind of ride a ship out fails, which he has a yeah. hyperdrive, the shit through the yeah. through um, Snoke's ship. There's a lot mm-hmm. of failure in Luke's failure as a teacher, you know, Ray's failure to convert Kylo. There's a lot of failure in this movie. Mm-hmm. The last time I seen that much failure was, I want to say... Um, um, it's either Attack of the Clones or no, not even that. Maybe Revenge of the Sith, where you see all the Jedi get gunned down by that uh, Execute Order sixty six. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think that is yeah, like the worst failure from the past. Like where you see like bad failure in the movie. Yeah, that definitely. Yeah, I would have to agree with you. And I mean, I, I, I take it for as a good thing. You know, that's like we spoke about in the beginning of the podcast maybe that's one of the things that people really can't also they should they stray away from the movie where they feel as bad because you see a lot of failure you yeah know? you see a lot of like bits and like we're right there but dude, the door closes down like like we're talking about benicio del Sor another straight away like when you know he gave him up where they're looking at the the tracker or whatever and they're like all right and then all of a sudden okay the the road ends here you get what i'm saying then yeah you got like the, so it I, I enjoyed it because it's different. It's like, okay, not everything is going to be rosy and peachy, you know? So you're going to encounter failures. I, I, I think it was a cool aspect. Yeah, and it's crazy. You know, um, Benicio, DJ, his character, the name actually means don't join. He actually says that too. So you yeah. see that he, he's not part of both sides. Just whoever has the most money is going to be the yeah. person he's going to help the most. So exactly. I can definitely see him coming back for the third movie if they want him. But he left the mark enough in this movie where it's like, okay. You're part of this universe now. You're you're you have that mystique if you never come back. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry to cut you off. It's one of those things where it's like you know, like so, so, uh, like an anchorman. It should have never got a sequel, you know. So maybe that if by him coming in the next one, they'll probably like kind of like okay, DJ, you warmed out your welcome. It, 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 I would like to see him though. I would like to see him. Blade Definitely. Uh, yeah. And the part where um, I guess um, where Lord, uh, General Holdo. Um, does a hyperdrive through um, Snoke's ship, mm-hmm. and you see everything falling apart, which is also a great scene. The theater was just yeah. silent when that happened. That was just an amazing scene. Um, yeah. how, how did you feel about that? Sorry, because I, I it was, was great. Like, it was great. Yeah. It, for me, like not many moments in movies have left me like, uh, what the fuck? You get what I'm saying? And it was like one of those. Oh my god, did she just like really hyperdrive through the ship? Like never been done. Never been done. I'm like, maybe she's just gonna run into the front of it and it's not gonna do anything because I see so much failure happen already. (laughs) But no, she like, if this is the case, why doesn't everybody just weaponize ships and just do like kamikaze warp drive? Yeah, warp drives, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Just have like a little warp drive battle, like like, you know, but it I just think, crazy. yeah, it was it, it, uh, once again out of the many impactful, strong scenes in this movie. That one was like, yeah, I, I was not expecting that. <laughs> and when she just hyperdrive through the ship, I was like, whoa! I had like, somebody say, you know, she probably made it through that. I'm like, no, <laughs> no, she no. didn't. Nah. She 
she disintegrated with the hyperdrive. That was yeah. Uh, well, whoever said that, you should just reevaluate your life because you're <laughs> not. It, it, it's it, let's just say it's a it's a it's a it's an accident at warp speed, bro. <laughs> oh, come on, man. So yeah. the part where the ship's falling apart and we get the epic, you know, Finn and Phasma uh, fight, and we see um like kind of the adats come out and start little mini adats come out and start about to throw down and shoot um the first order. You, I thought that was DJ helping out. I thought he hacked the systems and hacked the guns, and it was like, yeah, surprise, yeah. I got you. But no, we get BB-8 being a badass, shooting the hell out of everybody. There was mass amounts of murder from BB-8 today. Yeah, I loved it. bro, yeah, I, I loved it. And and I've, I, call me weird, I know there's fanboys, but I, who do you like better, BBA or uh, R2-D2? Uh, I'm loving BB-8 so far yeah, because yeah, I like BB-8, man. You know, this dude give you a thumbs up and light your bogey at the same time. <laughs> yeah. you know? Like you throw some rocks in my scotch and light a bogey up. Like, but no, um, I I, I like the BBA because I feel that I mean, of course they don't talk none of the characters, but I feel that he still has more of a comedy aspect to him than R2D2. Oh. Um, yeah. No, I was going to say, just the comedy aspects as well, too, of things you can't understand. Chewie. My favorite part with Ray, I'll say this part, is like when Ray's talking to Chewie. She's like, I can't, I can't believe I'm going to see Finn. What should I tell him? He's like, oh. Yeah, that sounds good. I'll say that. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that was so genuine. That was so great. Yeah, no, man. I, I love Chewie. And that's a character that's like, if if you were to ever. Oh, and Chewie. Oh, and Chewie. <laughs> No, like, <laughs> if you were to ever end Chewie, bro, I think that would be the collapse of Star Wars because he's just such a fan favorite. He's so awesome, man. And then, I mean, Postal Chewie was amazing in The Force <laughs> Awakens. You know? I'm calling like, it right now. Hashtag end Chewie for the third movie. No. <laughs> I'll take it. Let Kylo, no. like, cut him up, make him a rug. Yeah. And then come at me. Come at me, Ray. <laughs> Oh man, yo, Chewie's just the best, bro. But that that was definitely hilarious, man. And then like when he busted down, like I enjoyed the part where he busted down Luke's door, and Luke was like, "What the <laughs> Chewie?" Like, and then he's just like, you know, like spazzing out, like, "Yeah, what's up?" Like, so mm. I, I enjoyed that scene. Well, let's try to see if we can wrap it up and talk about the mm. final part, the Battle of Crate. So we mm. talked about that uh, self-sacrificing part where they're about yeah. to explode the door. And you know, basically wreak havoc on the last bits of the resistance. Mm-hmm. And we get Luke, you know, out of nowhere, he comes out and they're trapped. And all of a sudden, you see a nice, you know, not clean shaven, but you know, haircut, mm-hmm. a little beard. shaped up, yeah, be looking well good, got yeah. a black suit going on. Mm-hmm. You know, he's winking at everybody, he has that great touching scene with Leia that's kissing her in the forehead. And I almost cried there because I was yeah. just like. You know that's Mark, uh, Mark Hamill's last scene with Carrie Fisher, so it's yeah they'll never get that again. Yeah. So um, you get that part there, and you have this Kylo and um, and General Hux just going down, making their final stand against the Resistance to wipe them out. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden, you get Luke, and everybody's just like, "We should help him." And this is where you get the um, the growth from Poe, that's like, "Hey, you know, he's making a distraction for us to find a way out of here." Yeah, exactly. So while they're doing that, you get this epic part of just Luke, and I remember that that what you told me earlier, how you saw um, 
with the salt planet, every time they moved, it was like red stains. So it was like the, yeah. the, the planet was bleeding for them. Yeah. Oh, that was a, it's so impactful. That's such a visual. And that part where mm-hmm. Kylo's telling Hux to fire all guns on Luke, having that rage and emotion just flat out trying to destroy this one pivotal person in his life. And you see this, uh, the, the sand explode. It's just like explode. blood coming exactly. out of the ground. It was so crazy. Yeah, no, I, it, it, if you were going to ask me what was your favorite scene of the movie, to me it was the last scene because that was just so well thought. That was so uh, sensory, visionary, where the, that's, to me, the salt represented all that bloodshed, all that fighting, all that, you know, that war, you know. And like you said, it was just, it was epic because that's what it looked like when Kylo just had that rage. You saw... It, it, it's ironic because it's like rage, you know, you assimilate it with red and then just like the exploding where you thought uh, Luke got ended and just a continuous explosion and just the rage of Kylo. And it, it, it was amazing. That was like my favorite scene of the whole movie, that ending scene, that's last stand right there um, from where we just saw, you know, the growth of. I keep forgetting his name. Poe? Poe? Yeah, I'm, I'm Poe Dameron. Baby yeah. yeah, I'm going <laughs> Baby Han Solo. Yeah. <laughs> but no, yeah, Poe Dameron. But where you saw his growth from there. And then, you know, um, where I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think Leia, uh, the Dices, if I'm not mistaken, they weren't real because they got left behind. Exactly. Right? Like that, yeah. Where that was strong, where she left the Dices from Kylo picking up the Dices and, you know, seeing Kylo just... You know, being that supreme leader, but raging at the same time, like I have so much rage, you know, and it's uncontrollable where I'm just going to spaz if I don't get my way or give me my way to the meditating projection that Luke was doing. Yes. Where, yeah, where it's like, wait a minute, did you just, and that was so freaking amazing. I, um, where he ran Kylo and he, thought where he sliced him and then it, it went down to the boots and you see the red where it represented the blood like you know running you get what i'm saying that visual sensory and then to just find out bro you're a hologram projection that that was my favorite scene of the whole movie bro like that ending scene i it think it's amazing fanboys got what they wanted they got to see luke in prime form with the yeah. black suit Mm-hmm. With the lightsaber. Going ham <laughs> with his powers. Uh, enough, but like you get to see Luke with a lightsaber about to do battle. And the mm-hmm. part where he calls Kylo out and they kind of do a pre... This is the only Star Wars movie, might I add, where we don't see lightsabers touch ever. No lightsaber touched each other in this whole movie whatsoever. The tips never touched. never once in the movie you know they struck down other people but even with the fight between luke and kylo they're well of course their lightsabers are not going to touch but they never really still still even it 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 never came to a point where they were going to connect because luke was dodging them exactly bro that first dodge i know all the Luke, Luke Skywalker fanboys went crazy yeah. doing Matrix on this guy. Exactly, I was yeah. like, oh, we're going here now, Luke. Yeah, we're going here. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And it's screen fishy to me because I was like, in my head, I already knew it's screen fishy because, one, we saw the blue lightsaber, the original lightsaber mm-hmm, break mm-hmm. in Snoke's room. So yeah. he comes out with the blue lightsaber. I'm like, okay, where'd you get that from? You have another one? All right, whatever. Where's your green one? I want to see that shit. But we didn't get that. That's and, what I thought he was going to come out with right? the green one. I was waiting for the green one. <laughs> I was like, all right, so maybe that, that's, that's bothering me a little bit, but I'll let it be. 
And I was like, all right, guy got a shape up too. And mm-hmm. I got his beard shaped up. I got a black suit on. I'm like, all right. But what really got me was that every time he walked, he didn't see the salt move. I was like, I something's happening here. Yeah, what the yeah, hell are you doing? Yeah. And uh, now that I think about it, it's crazy because his projection of himself is Leia's last moment of seeing him. That's what mm-hmm. Leia and everybody else remember Luke as, like the legendary Luke Skywalker. And so mm-hmm. he, he gave that. That's how powerful. You know what, fanboys? You can fuck yourselves. That's how powerful <laughs> Luke is. Maybe he's not the ultra-wielding uh, lightsaber practitioner that everybody wanted him to be. But this guy is a wizard in the Force. This guy yeah. literally cut himself off from the Force for years. And then... Mm-hmm. Just with, got it back. Just got it back <laughs> yeah. with a little yeah. meditation. And two, projected himself to not only the bit of the resistance, but also to the first order and enough to project an image of himself. So everybody could see him actually fighting, having conversations, mm-hmm. thinking that he it was like the ultimate hat trick on somebody, the ultimate yeah. freaking Houdini trick. And definitely was. that, that final scene where he tells Kylo, if you strike me down, uh, just like your father, I'm going to be haunting you. And he strikes mm-hmm. him and we just all expect him just the clothes to fall off and, kind of do the yeah, movie one disappear, moment yeah. and nothing happens and mm-hmm. we just see Luke meditating and it was just like oh you are oh, like yeah. one of the smartest Jedi's ever no definitely that's yeah just like you said you said it perfect for all those fanboys that they were raging that they didn't get to see that Skywalker fighting wielding duel I mean wielding the lightsaber and stuff like that you got something better you got a a mastery of freaking force. You get what I'm saying? Ultimate Jedi mind trick. Yeah, exactly. You just got like this mastery that just shows that, you know, the time, like you said, you just, how you connect yourself and you cut yourself off and you just meditate and got it back that fast and you just pull this crazy trick, this projection and it it, it was amazing and it it was a great, like, uh, uh, show of his power and his strength and his might. Like, you know, hey, you are that badass, you know? So I, I, that scene was real proper. Then when you see, like, the, the robe flail off in the air. Yeah, like, it was like, yeah. in the, even his last words to Kylo, uh, it, it, it's one of the first things he says to Luke when Han says to Luke in, in A New Hope, see you later, kid. And yeah. he says that to Kylo, and I know that probably, that's just even more frustration to Kylo because he's probably heard that from his dad many of times mm-hmm. and now he he knows that he's he's he sent his dad where he can never see him again uh, luke right now has pulled a trick on him where he's just ultimately frustrated those words are going to haunt him for the rest of his life and then now he doesn't even have the satisfaction of really killing luke because yeah. eventually uh, ultimately luke killed himself and people were like mm-hmm. oh why did luke die Bro, he killed himself. Like, yeah. He projected himself to another planet. Exactly. <laughs> you know all the power consumption that that's gonna take, and force consumption, if you want to call it that, to project yourself and be there for like literally a good like twenty five minutes. You know, just walking slowly and doing your thing. That was the best <laughs> death you're gonna get from him. That was the best kind and of death you'll do, get. Do you think? Um, my question to you. Uh, Justifiable death, right? It it, yes. it, ha- it had to be that way. It couldn't be no other way. Yes, Agreed? definitely. No, I, I agree. Yeah, for Luke, I believe his death had to be like that. It can't be at the hands of nobody. 
you know, and it, it's just right that he went like that. Definitely. You get to see Malaya um, and, and, and Ray come together and they, they, they feel that his force is not around, that they know he passed. And, yeah. you know, they accept it. And, and Ray is like, yes, he, he passed with peace and purpose. That's so that screams volumes right there that Luke not only forgave Kylo, but he forgave himself, more, most importantly, as well, too. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, he did what Ray asked him to do. In a way, you know, Ray was expecting him to get a lightsaber and save the, the Resistance, um, mm-hmm. taking the Resistance head on by himself. Ultimately, yeah. that's what he did. That's what he did, yeah. That's what he did, you know. He just stood out there and, um, excuse me, he took him on. And <clears throat> like you said, um, it just added the complexity just to touch. You know, he had that little... That little swagger, you know, when <clears throat> he just dust off his shoulder and stuff. I'm like, okay, Luke, do your thing, you know? So my question to you is about this whole scene. <clears throat> Why do you think, um, because the distress signal was heard and it was received, yeah. why do you think they did not get help? Do you think it just didn't get there in time? Do you think the help is just being left for the next episode? Or what do you think it was? You know, I, I was happy that no one responded. Because mm-hmm. I thought it would have been real cheesy if somebody did respond. Like, we got the response we needed. We got Ray and Chewie come in and try to help him with the ship. Yeah. So that was fun. <laughs> but knowing that there was no hope was mm-hmm. such a breath of fresh air. You know, yeah. it was just like no one's here to support you. No one's here to help you out. And we see the galaxy so divided. You know, going back to Kendall Bite, you have people, you know, child slavery and animal yeah. cruelty and... Um, hired guns being sold to the resistance and to the first order so no one knows who to trust anymore that it only makes sense that no one's on their side so if you don't have any allies anymore you need to build the allies and i think that's what yeah. the ending really represents especially with the little kid we see from the stables grabbing mm-hmm. the broomstick with the force you see that there is hope in a way a new hope in a way mm-hmm. where <clears throat> The Force is rebuilding and reshaping and balancing the universe once again, slowly yeah. but surely. And sometimes, like Kylo says, like the whole movie represents, like the director states in this whole movie, it's let the past die, kill it if you have to. We need to make way to a new generation of Star Wars oh, yeah. fans. You know, we're, we already mm-hmm. know, I'm not sure if you know, but Ryan Johnson, the director of this film, got the greenlit from the, um, the studios behind Disney and Star Wars to yeah. make three more movies. Oh, I didn't know that he got the light to make three yeah. more movies. That this director here, yeah, yeah. No, this director mm-hmm. right here, because J.J. is going to direct the last movie on the next yeah. one, but he has the, right, the, the, the free will to write mm-hmm. however he wants his next trilogy to go. And he says it's mm-hmm. not going to connect the Skywalker family whatsoever. And you know what? I'm okay with that, and I'm on board with that, and I think that's freaking awesome, and... Disney and Star Wars, they saw the results. And it's like you said, I'm not mad because, and no, 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 no traditional Star Wars fan should be mad. It's just adapting and changing to the times. You know, times change. You have to change. You have to keep it fresh and innovative. You have to captivate that new crowd because you can throw on the old Star Wars, you know, let's throw on the old Star Wars for the new generation. They're not really going to gravitate to it. No. You know, so my thing is, Old fans, do not be disappointed because the the first movies they can't be touched. Classics that will go in the annals of Star Wars history, you know that that can't be touched. 
you know, but let let the new generation have that emotion and love and connection that you have with the old films. Let the new generation have that. Don't be selfish. You get yeah. what I'm saying? Don't be selfish just because you want to stick traditional to your films and just, you know, no, me, me, I want to have that. Film. No, don't be selfish. You have that. Those are your films. I, and I'm, let the new generation. Not to cut you off, I'm, I'm going to add to that because J.J. J.J. Abrams, he gave you your movie. Your movie was The Force Awakens. It harkened back to the movies you loved. Yeah. Recreated yeah. moments that you loved, brought back characters you I, felt for. That was your movie. This movie is not for you. I would even go as far, hey, fanboys will get mad at me. I would even go as far as your film is also Rogue One. Yes. You know? So, yes, yeah. definitely I feel that Rogue One was everybody's movie as well, too. But um, before we even wrap up this, too, mm-hmm. I want to touch one more thing. How did you feel about the original? Well, it wasn't really the original. It was a newer version of the original puppet for Yoda's character. We got Yoda back. Mm. We got Frank Oz playing Yoda. And we got the whole creepy, you know, hermit type Yoda. Ah. Exactly. (laughs) That we all love from actually Empire and Jedi. Uh, I absolutely loved it because I'm more of a fan of Yoda at this state than I was in the prequels. I know people disagree with me on that, but I love this Yoda. Yeah, if 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 people like the 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 prequels, just because you you saw why he's that badass, you know, he fought, you know. So, right. But here is like you said, he. he I I like this Yoda because this Yoda's cool. This Yoda's laid back. This Yoda's funny. If this Yoda has to whip your ass, he will whip your ass, you know. But he likes to just give you wisdom and stuff. I enjoyed it. I have no, 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 nothing bad about to say about it because, you know, like I said, I like that Yoda. You know, the the little bouncy pinball fighting and stuff, I really don't like that Yoda. But what I did, it's like what I took away from this Yoda and and that whole scene was like, wait a minute. You just also did a lightning bolt like this dude. Like, <laughs> what is that? You know? Like, come on. You know you had to think the same thing. Like, wait a minute. Did you just do a lightning bolt as well? So, I, I don't know. I just, that that was kind of what made me think real quick. Like, hey, what's going on here? But, no, I, I enjoyed the hell out of this Yoda, man. I love I, that I like scene. That yeah. scene, you know, Yoda comes out. And I knew we were going to get the puppet because I like to read the cheat sheet sometimes. I knew we were going to get the puppet. I didn't know yeah. how accurate it was going to look. It looked phenomenal. I love the interaction with him and Yoda. I love the fact that, you know, um, um, Luke had second thoughts about bringing the tree in the books. And then mm-hmm. when he had second thoughts, he was just like, ah, fuck you, storing yeah. it up. And mm-hmm. he's like, you know, the books, you know, there was a secret text of the Jedi passed down mm-hmm. from generation. And Yoda's like, yeah, real page turners they were, you know, <laughs> but they're not that important. Once again, a person that says, let the past die, you know, keep on with the future. You're, you're Ray saying it right is the future. There. Yeah, uh, you're saying it right there. And I take um, it in both ways too, not to cut you off, because yeah. in the ending of the movie, we see that Ray stole the books from Luke uh-huh. anyway. That's what I was going to tell you right now, yeah, because the books end up in her hands. You know, you say uh, kill off the past, but yet obviously the books are still important because Ray has them now in her possession, which we all know she's going to read them. You know, so what kind of rare are we going to see in the new one? Exactly. And even kind of loses to Luke, too. And he doesn't catch it at first. You know, he, he, Yoda yeah. says, you know, don't worry about the books. Um, she has all the information she needs. So maybe Yoda even knew that she took the books already. Like, get out of Dodge. Like, there's no yeah. reuse for you being here. 
let me burn this shit down because you obviously don't know what the fuck you're doing still. So I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> yeah, take exactly. this. I'll take a mulligan here and do it for you. <laughs> I love that mulligan phrase. But yeah, no, definitely, definitely. That's cool. That was another thing I was gonna ask you. That's what um um with 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 with, with her taking the text. I'm just intrigued to kind of see what 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 kind of ray are we gonna get? You know. Uh, because like you said, they're kind of like Bibles and, you know, it's kind of like a little religious aspect. Will there, will there be things there that she will disagree against? Do you get what I'm saying? Will there be things that we're just going to see like this ultimate real loyal Jedi? You get what I'm saying? Or how are we going to see her, you know? So I, it's just a lot of things that I think about. Well, I mean, somehow, some way we have to rebuild the army. I'm not saying that Rey is going to go ahead and rebuild the Jedi Order with these texts, but I do feel that there's going to be some teaching involved. Now, do I feel like, you know, we're going to get a time jump and Ray has a Padawan in the next episode? I don't think that. Hmm. But I do think that um, it, it, it goes too many ways. You could take it as maybe she's teaching the ways to the force of people who she feels can wield the force. Maybe she can speak to a Finn and say, hey, you did wield a lightsaber. Somehow, some way you could be forced heavy or, or something in there yeah your force material you know maybe she looks at a poe and thinks she's force material as well maybe she's um kind of almost like a jesus aspect where she's throwing knowledge to people you know more of a prophet yeah. and teaching the ways without and be, being unconventional kind of like how jesus was yeah. being unconventional in their teachings you know not straying away from the old text but also giving you um, a brand new outlook on what this is, what God is, yeah. what the Force is, in a way, bringing it back mm-hmm. to religion. She could play that arc and spark the fire for other people to follow her. I don't think she's mm-hmm. going to train like an army, but I do think that there's going to be people gravitating to the Force because of her. We're going to see some, some, what is it, The Lost Boys, Peter Pan? That's what it is? I'm down yeah, for but... that. Um, your <laughs> boys, my called? man Rufio. <laughs> yeah, we're going to see some Rufio action. Ray going to get her Rufio on. I'm down for that. <laughs> I want that connection to happen now. <laughs> I'm done, man. That's great. <laughs> you know what? I, I want to lead off, uh, lead really off on this right here. Leave off on this, excuse me. Um, I, I brought this up before. We get to see Ray with the lightsaber. And when she's training... You see that she goes to the lance or the lance or the, the staff all the time, and she mm-hmm. feels comfortable in her training with that. You see her training against the rock, and with the staff, she knows her balance. She's never hidden the rock. She knows how to train with it. When you see yeah. her with the lightsaber, it's unbalanced. She goes through the mm-hmm. rock right there, you know, not knowing how to control herself. Yeah, she's like, oh, surprised. Yeah. What if in the next movie we get her actually hearkening back to like a Darth Maul? And creating mm-hmm. the dual lightsaber, kind of like her staff. I was gonna say that I was gonna get real ignorant, like the fanboy. She's Darth Maul's all seed, like spring, <laughs> spring, you know, bastard child, you know. <laughs> like, so. That's the dude that left her. <laughs> yeah. No, but I, I could definitely see it, man, and that'll be awesome. And I, I would be all for that because you know me, I love that Darth Maul, um, staff lightsaber, and it, it, it kind of seems reasonable. Because you see her, she's not real good with a lightsaber, yeah. but she feels very comfortable with the staff. So, you know, definitely it's like the best thing to do. And it's kind of like the obvious thing coming. And I would love for them to do that. That would be pretty cool. And I would like to see just like you said, I would like to see um, 
the in the next one, I would like to definitely see. We probably will see, but I would definitely love to see the the Knights of Ren come out, and if they come out on some uh different weapons like the guards for Snoop. Yeah, Snoop, you hear me? Like Snoop. my man Snoop. <laughs> yeah, like you know, definitely with with different weapons. Just you know, more versatility and stuff on some. You know me, I love Lord of the Rings on some Nazgul shit, bro. Just coming out, you know, <laughs> wrecking havoc. Like, I would definitely love to see that. You see, <clears throat> my, my botches <laughs> are legendary because they happen. They're not even legendary. They're just, they're just, you know, a thing that you can expect. Yours are legendary because when you make a botch, we get the lights of um, Jim Horton. <laughs> And now my man Snook. I remember. I'm forgetting one more though. There's one oh, more. But Jim yeah, Morris, yeah. I'm not gonna let you down. <laughs> nah, and I, I would expect you not to to let me down on that because I was a hundred thousand percent positive we called Jim Morton. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, and I'm sitting there eating his donuts up at Jim Morton. Yeah, I, I wouldn't let you let me off easy with that one. <laughs> but that being said. Snook and Jim Horton's <laughs> side. Um, we're gonna end this up. This that was basically our review and reaction to it. Uh, full spoilers. If we were all over the place, yeah, we were. Mm-hmm. But that's how yeah. emotional, <laughs> a crazy roller coaster ride this movie was. Mm-hmm. This was yeah. It it was an emotional roller coaster. So the the geek out session that we just had, it, it was all over the set, the, the place like a roller coaster. So, but. It, it, it had to be done because this is just geek material that has to be brought to the table and yes. discussed yes. <laughs> after that movie. <laughs> oof, oof, so good. So crazy. I can't mm-hmm. wait for the next one. Um, yeah. But with that being said, where can people find you, brother? <laughs> I was about to, I'm sorry. I'm thinking about my botch. But yeah, they can find me here on Bumpers at underscore J Rance at J's Corner. <clears throat> they can also find me at the Kamor Chronicles, co-hosting with you. It is a podcast about MMA. They can find me on Instagram at underscore J Rance. And they can find me on, as you like to say, to Twitter at EDM Trippy. Also on Sideshow Conversations right here where, mm-hmm. you know, I just pop up like, what's up? <laughs> so we're going to find you at, though, brother. I don't know. I'm thinking about making another podcast called The Trials and Tribulations of Jim Horton. <laughs> <laughs> Get to you know what you know what before you give your before you give your your uh, thing your links let's let's you know I was being nice let's go though let's go back to the Clash of Champions review where you sat here and went on record and said Randy Orton and you messed up and Shinsuke came knock him off you know I thought that that was nice so, I was like Shinsuke Shinsuke yeah and then Randy I, I it was so bad of a botch I can't even begin how to say it but you said like Ryan 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 did something I'm like yo bro I laughed I don't know if you might have expected though alright guys it seems that there was some kind of technical issues going on so I'm going to finish up the sign off on my side. You can reach me here on Bumpers at Val Cisco. Um, Sideshow Conversations like you're hearing today. Also with Jay Rance on the Kimura Chronicles as well too as his co-host. And yeah, we're both on iTunes with both podcasts. Podcast Republic. And of course, Bumpers here. Um, you can reach me on Twitter at Uncanny underscore V. And Instagram at Val Cisco. So yeah, get at us if you enjoyed this, if it was too much of a rant, if it was crazy and botched up, 
botches all over the place if we mispronounce names or places or beans or misquoted. Please feel free to attack us. We love it. We're doing this for us. Just like um, uh, how the film was done for the new generation. It wasn't done for you. It was done for us. This was done for basically us. But for those who do enjoy this, for those who love to listen to us rant about things like like Star Wars or geek culture, you know, this not only is for us, but it's for those people as well too. So yes, reach out to us. Let us know how we're doing. If this totally sucked and botched, let us know. If you want to hear more about things, let us know. Anyway, guys, we're signing off. I'm signing off. Uh, for Jay Rants, this is Val. Take care. Be easy. Get your mind out of the gutter, but keep your eye on the side.